Here I am, the electric car superstar, talking to you wherever you are. Produced by Christopher Fletcher, audio from FLEC Beats, and this article comes to you from consumerreports.org. But before we jump into this article, I would like to remind everyone about our futuristic Elroy challenge. You get the beat when you donate to our Patreon, so go to our website and check that out, see what's going on there. Now on to the article. Hybrid 101, Guide to Hybrid Cars. Most people know by now that hybrid uses electricity to achieve good gas mileage, but how their advanced powertrain works and whether they help your pocketbook is more nuanced. In this guide, we'll take a look at the basic technology and its variations. The theory behind hybrid cars. Most people consider hybrids to mean full hybrids like Toyota Prius, but there are several levels of hybridization and many gas-powered vehicles are adding some level of electrification or hybridization. What sets full hybrids apart from regular cars is that they use two powertrains, an electric motor and a gasoline engine. The electric motor draws its power from a large battery pack that is recharged by the gas engine and by energy recouped from the brakes. Hybrids emerge as a bridge between the benefits and limitations of both electric and gas powertrains. Electric motors are very efficient at accelerating, and unlike their internal combustion counterpart, produce their maximum power from a dead stop, but batteries with enough energy to drive long distances on electricity alone are bulky, heavy, and more expensive. Recent progress in battery development has brought some new electric cars to market, but there are still a limit number of models. And while plug-in hybrids are not range-limited, battery-only models have a range from 70 to 250 miles. For the time being, hybrids offer the best of both gasoline and electric cars. By using electric motors to augment an internal combustion engine's power, automakers can use smaller, more efficient gasoline engines and rely on electric power at low speeds. By combining the two systems, the battery pack can be much smaller than in a pure electric vehicle. The downside of a hybrid is that because of the dual drivetrain, it makes the car more expensive and the battery packs take up space and add weight. Hybrid technologies. The gas and electric powertrain can be combined in a few different ways, some more efficient than others. Plug-in hybrids allow you to burn even less gas by running exclusively as electric cars for a short distance. We'll explain in detail. Parallel versus series hybrids. Most hybrids use parallel design in which either the gas engine or the electric motor alone can drive the wheels, or they can work in unison. Hybrids also have a series configuration in which only the electric motor drives the wheels, and the gas engine works mainly as a generator to provide electricity once the battery is depleted, as with the BMW i3 and the Chevrolet Volt. Micro and mild hybrid. Many new hybrids incorporate some level of electrification, the best known of which is start-stop. Large battery packs can also provide extra torque and power-up driver assist 
and active safety system, and emerging technology. 48-volt batteries can provide much of the fuel efficiency benefits of full hybrids at a fraction of the cost. There aren't currently any models using 48-volt technology in North America, but automakers are starting to roll them out in other markets, and they are likely to be in the U.S. in the next several years. Full hybrid. These are the hybrids best known to the typical consumer. They run on electricity for a limited time at low speeds and gentle throttle. Most notable mainstream hybrid systems are made by Ford, Hyundai, General Motors, and Toyota. Plug-in hybrid. Plug-in hybrids are designed to be charged from the wall to work as electric cars some of the time. They normally use their electric range uh, between 10 and 35 miles first, then switch to normal hybrid operation. They can be either parallel or series hybrids. Some parallel hybrids can act as series hybrids under certain conditions when it's deemed more efficient. Chevrolet likes people to refer to the Volt as an extended range electric vehicle. That's accurate enough, but what it means is that the Volt fits in the category of a plug-in series hybrid. Should your trips or commute be within the electric-only range, plug-ins can provide the benefits of a pure electric car while having the engine available for longer trips. Hybrid powertrain. Engines and fuel economy. Most hybrids use small, efficient four-cylinder gas engines. Some SUVs, sports carts, or luxury car hybrids are designed to be performance boosters and use V6 or V8 engines. Most hybrids are quieter and fear less strain on their equivalent gas-only models in most situations. Hybrids typically come with some sort of continuous variation transmission, CVT. Some hybrids, usually European models, use conventional automatic transmission or dual-clutch automated manual types. Drive wheels. Hybrids can be front, real, or all-wheel drive. Most small and mid-side cars are front-wheel drive, while luxury car hybrids are rear-wheel drive. All-wheel drive versions of the Toyota Highlander and Lexus RX450H are nominally front-wheel drive, but can power the rear wheels via an electric motor on the rear axle. It's light, simple, and efficient, and we found it works well enough. Batteries. Conventional hybrid batteries of nickel-metal hydrid are quickly being replaced by lithium-ion batteries, which are smaller, lighter, for better efficiency. Hybrid models that run nickel-metal hydride hybrid batteries typically are very good reliability in our annual auto survey of our subscribers. Lithium-ion batteries are too new to have a proven long-term track record. Automakers are required to warranty the batteries on any hybrid as an emissions control part of the 8 years and 80,000 miles in most states. In about 10 states, they are required to warrant them for 10 years or 150,000 miles, so the automakers have a vested interest in making them durable. Outside the warranty period, new nickel-metal hydride battery replacements can run as much as $3,000 but replacements have been relatively rare, and used batteries are available for much less. Batteries in some older Ford and Honda hybrids have been more problematic 
than those in more popular Toyotas. Hybrid car maintenance. In our test, we found that some hybrids, such as the Toyota Prius, receive top marks in reliability and require very little maintenance. But there is variability among other makes and models. We checked with Honda and Toyota about maintenance and re reviewed the service schedules of two of the most popular hybrids and found that neither requires any special maintenance beyond what regular car needs. Coolant chain on the Prius and other Toyota hybrids might be somewhat more complicated and expensive than in regular cars, but they don't have to be done any more often. In the Lexus RX 450, H and the Toyota Honda Hybrid, there are battery cooling vents in the rear footwells and must not be blocked. Toyota reports that some Priuses have more than 200,000 miles on their original batteries. Under California state law, which has guided similar regulations in Massachusetts, Maine, New York, Rhode Island, and Vermont, hybrid vehicles or hybrid manufacturers are required to provide a warranty on batteries up to 150,000 miles. To find out whether the hybrids hold up, see our test of a 200,000 mile Toyota Prius. End of article. This article actually did not have an author, so I would like to thank Single Fire Reports for putting this out. Hopefully, I can find an author to this because, um, you know, we like to credit the author. They put in a lot of work into writing these articles and put in a lot of work into their research. So whoever wrote this article, if you guys email me at msantiago at electriccarsuperstar.com, we would like, you know, give you a shout out because this was a good article. This is a very good article. It explains a lot about hybrids. I'm still, I'm more of a plug-in hybrid guy, especially since I have the Chevy Volt. Um, it, it uses pure electric. They got a lot of, a lot of, uh, information on here i mean my, my brain is like poof the whole parallel versus series hybrid um that sort of threw me for a loop here i understand where the gas whatever motor and the thing can work unison or the gas can power the electric motor but beyond all that i'll add to this article because i have a plug-in hybrid i can appreciate it but i still stand on the thing that when you combine two technologies into a vehicle, you limit like what you do with the vehicle as far as space. And they, they, they did add though that right now with the new lithium ion and the 48 watt battery that they're using overseas that they're gonna bring here to the United States, it's gonna change things a little bit. It's true that the technology behind batteries is getting better and better. So these cars, these hybrid cars, you know, these, these plug-in hybrids, these regular hybrid cars, they're all gonna get better and better. It's all it, it, it's all looking good for the hybrid industry. I'm not a huge fan of hybrids. It's a, it's a necessity now. I believe that it's, hybrids provide more of an introduction into electrification than anything else out there. It, it makes people braver into looking into Electric cars, I believe people that buy in plug-in hybrids do follow up on electric cars, like fully electric cars. They probably check out this show a lot more because they want to know more about what's going on because they, they, they want to get away from using gas. They want to get away from using diesel. They want to get away from their fueling. I mean, even my Chevy Bolt, I tried my Dandis 
to keep it charged up. Even if uh, if I can find a 120 someplace and, and plug it in, just to get a little bit of juice while I'm doing whatever, I do that. I mean, it's it's you know when you have both technology car and you can witness both firsthand, you 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 can see that the electric part of the car is a better part of the car. Maintenance part, there's still some maintenance that goes into hybrids. Um, not as bad, in my opinion, as gas-powered vehicles. This article wanted to say that like the changing the coolant system is more expensive, even though it's less frequent on the hybrid, so it's comparable to a gas car. I Fully electric cars don't have to worry about that. I have to, I'll look into my leaf to see what sort of cooling system, because I think there is a cooling system in my leaf. I sh should know more about that. But you know, th there is low maintenance on hybrid cars. There's lower maintenance on fully electric cars when compared to the ICE vehicle. Um, it went on to talk about the batteries and their warranty. Now, this is something that's pretty cool because I live in upstate New York and now I know that my battery it has to be warranted for 10 years or 100,000 miles. That, that's beautiful. Now, that's on the Chevy Bolt. I'm leasing that. I want to know if this covers full electric models too because that'd be awesome. That, that'd be freaking awesome because, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with a powertrain for an ICE car. The, a lot of the powertrains are guaranteed for 80 to 100,000 miles in some states, depending on, you know, what kind of protection they have for the consumer going on. This is a great article. I mean, Consumer Reports, they're always an eye-catcher for me when I'm looking for articles to read because I always know that they're going to sit there and they're going to provide a ton of information and most of their information is well thought out, well tested. So they're a good source for the electrification nation to hear. They're, they're one of my favorites. Green Car Reports is my other famous uh, favorite. I know I'm plugging them and I didn't bring an article from them, but they are uh, Motley Fool. I like reading them because they're, um, their focus is, to me, unbiased because they're focusing on the financial aspect of the car and what it do for the company that's bringing out that car. So they're a good source for positive articles. This wasn't a, sort of a neutral article. There, there was some in there. They, they threw some jabs in there. Um, I won't cover that because they're not worth covering. But, you know, I read these articles cold, so I take them as is. So with that, I'm going to end my commentary here and jump into our appreciation section. And what's going on, what you hear behind my voice is Futuristic Elroy. That's a beat from F I Like Beach. You can't find that beat. You can't buy that beat on iTunes, anywhere. We're doing this for the crowd out there that wants to support us, wants to help us. We're doing a Futuristic Elroy Challenge. You know, tag it up at hashtag Futuristic Elroy Challenge. We're looking for someone to do something with the beat. Do something artistic. Do something awesome. Do something sweet. Send it to us at my email, mstantiago at electriccarsuperstar.com. And we're going to be listening. We're going to be looking out for this stuff. And we are actually going to, well, Chris Fletcher is going to. He's going to mix down. One of you guys, one of you people out there that listen to the show and you know someone that's 
looking to be heard, looking looking to get their sound out there. Hey, this is one way to do it. Join the competition. We're gonna be looking. You know, there we haven't seen it yet. So guess what? If you're the only one that puts something on this beat, you're gonna be the only one that gets the mix down. We're gonna do somebody. We're gonna do it for somebody out there. I know that there's interest in this. It's it's we see the challenges all over Facebook. We see them on Twitter. You know, this is a this is a legit challenge. We're gonna produce this. We're gonna put it out there and we're gonna make it available on iTunes. So you guys do what you gotta do to support the show. It's Patreon. You go on Patreon, you become a subscriber to the show, monetary subscriber, you will get this beat sent to you and use the beat to make something beautiful, something that we want to hear, something that everybody wants to hear, and we will pick one out and we're going to produce it. We're going to send, put it out there. I think Chris Fletcher might even do five. I think that's what he told me. I might be wrong. If I am, he is going to erase this part of the podcast but if i'm not it's true um i think he's doing five so five of the best ones that we that we see out there are going to be mixed down and thrown on itunes and we wish you guys luck and thank you for supporting the show that's what we're doing now get out there push the show the show's on the rise and it's all you guys we're on uh four no actually three social media sites facebook pinterest and twitter Hit us up on those sites. You know, do what you got to do. Push the show. Retweet. Repin. Share. And we appreciate you guys. So, thank you. I'm going to end it right here. We're almost 20 minutes in. I am the Electric Car Superstar. You guys out there pushing the show, growing the show, are the Electrification Nation. The sweet beat behind my voice featuring futuristic Elroy. Get on that challenge is from FLX Beats and the man making me and you sound amazing playing podcast producer Christopher Fletcher and we are out.